0: Come and dream with me.
1: Hello and welcome to What Do You Want to Watch? The Explosion Network's premier media podcast. Every week we get together to talk about movies, TV, and all in the content to help you answer the question, how long before somebody makes a four-hour essay about us on the internet? Hopefully not anything I've seen. I hope Stash and Hubbley join me today, Dylan Blight.
0: Hello, happy to be here on this Merry, Merry Month.
1: This is this is the second episode we've done in December. Yeah. Okay. Could have did
0: said you it at do, the start of me. the month, you know. Yeah, well, you well, say I didn't feel merry then. You did <laughs> I don't feel merry now to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> be... Just... I'm
1: exhausted this week, i tell Yeah. Uh yeah, and so today's episode we're talking about what's in our watch history going, and some film news. Given some thumbs up trailers and talking about this week's top three, uh, but I'll kick things off. I've gone and seen the big release this week,
0: Wonka. Did they do a remix? Oh,
1: the, <laughs> oh, the, oh, boom, <laughs> no, oh, I on my out. Not like no, like they didn't do a <laughs> remix, but they did another song in that okay. stand in that style. Yeah, okay. Coincidentally, I was listening back to the Wonka soundtrack like a couple hours ago, like as I was doing other stuff. So, yes, there is a song where Oompa Loompa uh, Hugh Grant sings with ve- a very, very oh, similar, pretty much the same melody. Um, as pretty much set up in the trailer, I'm pretty sure as well. So, uh, but yes, Wonka is the a prequel to really Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, I would not say it's a direct prequel to the movies. It's just the general idea of Willy Wonka. Um, but yes, Willy, Willy, I don't know if he's ever called Willy in the film.
0: Well, they're calling him Wonka. They just call him
1: Wonka. Wonka, Mr. Wonka. Uh, but I wasn't really listening for it, I guess. Uh, but yes, Willy Wonka comes to this big city with a famous, uh, bunch of chocolate shops uh hoping to sell chocolate and get fame and fortune um after you know his mother got him into chocolate at a young age she passed but his dream is that uh when he his dream is that when he spreads his chocolate with the world uh his mother will see be there with him so um that's his dream unfortunately the first night he's in the city he uh loses all his money Um, and is talked into going to a shady hotel um, owned by a character played by Olivia Colman and is subsequently tricked into a contract where he owes them thousands and thousands of dollars or uh, sterlings, I think is the currency in the film, uh, that he has to work off by working in a washroom underneath the hotel. Uh, but he befriends all the other people who work, who have also fallen under her scheme, um, and they help him to achieve his dream of becoming a great chocolate maker, so he can buy out all their contracts. Uh, and that's kind of the setup for the movie. And they're just uh, all Oompa Loompas? No, they're not all. They're just normal people. Okay. okay. Um. But yeah, uh, including obviously the young girl called Noodle, who was left who's left at the hotel as an orphan. Uh, and the, the Olivia Commons character charged her money for the benefit of staying alive as a young child. Um, also in this town, there is a conglomerate of chocolate owners, the three, diff- three different big uh, chocolate factories. They're all in cahoots, uh, you know, all bribing the police captain played by Mike Michael Key to like, keep all other chocolate makers out of the town. But also like hoarding all this extra chocolate underneath the city. It's it's a wild story. Um, Yeah, the plot is a bit it's a bit wild when you look at it, but um, it's a lot of fun. It is a delightful, crowd pleasing movie. Um, Timothy Chalamet is is real delight as Willy Wonka. Um, I think the thing I keep coming back to is it's it's such a delightful movie. But it never relies on nostalgia to to win you over or get you invested. Like, you know, at the start of the movie, pure imagination plays for a second. And the Oompa Loompas are there. But other than that, there's very few references to uh, anything else or like foreshadowing or like Easter eggs. Have you seen the original sort of
0: film, by the way? Or have you just seen the. Yeah, I've
1: that seen. One? I watched that several times. The Gene Wilder a child. one? Yeah, yes, it's a the Gene Wilder one. It's a classic one. Uh, I specifically remember not really like you as a child because it took too long to get to the, the chocolate factory stuff. That nah, was the part wrong. that you wanted to get to. Nah, you're wrong. Fuck Charlie in his, bed, his grandparents nah, in the bed. You're wrong. So, get to the chocolate factory. You That's no when feelings. the movie starts. You have no emotions. Well, as a child who wants to get to the exciting world of chocolate and candy.
0: I don't know. I always appreciated the... Even as a kid, for some reason, I would say I still appreciated... And he used to be on TV all the time. I haven't seen it on TV. You don't. Ever. Well, anymore. they don't play anymore. As a kid, all the time. They only play now, movies from the last yeah, exactly. 15 years. Um, but I used to appreciate the build up and the secrecy and the mystery around the, who the who this Wonka guy is. Like it was always such a you know big build up. And then the moment where Charlie gets the golden ticker, like it was so emotional and everything. I don't know. Like he didn't rush it. It got there. It was deserved.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this is a very sweet, enjoyable movie. Sweet, no pun intended. Um, lots of some really delightful musical moments. Like again, I don't think it's going to be a mad. It's not going to be a best-selling album. But at, for the purpose of the film, it's very uh, endearing and you know heartwarming. Um, yeah, it just makes you feel good. I mean, it doesn't hit you quite as with the feel-good feelings as much as like Paddington does. But you know, director Paul King is also like is not far off i don't think in like uh producing something that you know is delightful and you know imaginative and you know just filled with a lot of joy and that kind of stuff so um yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun i would definitely say you need to go check out one car it, it it might be cracking my top 10 for the year it's it's that delightful wow. so wow. go check that out uh Dylan, this weekend, because we pro- I've been yes. wondering for
0: a while. There's a character called Larry Chuckles in the film. Do you know who this is? Let me only because he's played by the actor Rich Vulture, who um I know a lot from Mighty Boosh stuff. And I was wondering I think... who he played in the film.
1: I think I know who you're talking about. Let me just double check.
0: Because for people who don't yes. know Tom Tom King, um oh, fucking Tom King, Paul, Paul King. King did a lot of Marty Bush
1: stuff. Yes, so he plays a comedian who fell under the the contract in the washroom. Um, so he's he's one of the people who helps Willie the to like get his st- start. okay. So very enjoyable. The other yell a lot, not really. He just tells he a lot of bad lot. jokes. There's a lot of jokes yeah. about him being on his third wife and. Fair enough. Very odd stuff. Uh, the other fun cameo is uh, who is it? Raki Thakra, who people would know from uh, Sex Education as the the good teacher, the mm. good female teacher who helps. helps. Um, Emma Macca's character, yeah, yeah, she's in this as well. So,
0: no. yes,
1: lots of stuff delightful. And Timothy Chalamet, like it's it's so funny that this time last year. Uh, he wasn't eating chocolate. He was eating something else uh, in films. So to see him here in very much a different movie.
0: Don't say it like it's... you've seen that movie.
1: <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's definitely worth checking out. It'll make you feel good. It'll take all this Christmas time stress out of your body, Dylan, I think. All right, Dylan, this weekend we both watched the final of the 60th anniversary Doctor Who specials. This one was The Giggle <laughs> featuring Neil Patrick Harris and, for the first time, Shudigatwa as The Doctor.
0: Tell them what you think of The Giggle. Uh, it was fantastic. It's not the best of the 60th anniversary specials, but really? like I, I would say... Um, uh, Fuck! I don't think we actually discussed that on officially. No, we didn't actually. So I would probably go Wild Blue Yonder number one, Beast number two, and then Wild Beast number three.
1: That is actually a good point. We didn't. Yeah, we did talk about Wild Blue Yonder here last week because I, you know. It's we a, talked about the first yeah, one, yeah. We talked about the first one, but yes, I think that's yeah. probably now that I think about. I think just in the immediate aftermath, I'm like, wow, that was such a great episode because Judy was there, mm-hmm. and it's like all this cool, crazy yeah. stuff. But yes, Wild Blue Wonder is actually probably a better episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I just, I just think like overall, Wild Blue Wonder is like the like really well written, um, singular, like well not singular, like it references a lot reference sort of stuff, but just like this is a transitional episode, um, and you feel that a little bit, which they always sort of do, but. Um, yeah, I'd say that's number one. Anyway, they're all fantastic. I loved it. Everything's great. Doctor is fantastic again. Can't wait. Good shit. That's how, that's my theory. Alex.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a very good episode. These all, like you said, all these episodes have been really fantastic. Um, and, you know, they leave the series in a very interesting point with a lot of interesting directions they can go, a lot of interesting fan theories that people are having, Um but yeah, if you've loved this era of Doctor Who, I think it's on you to at least watch these three episodes, um, which feel like a finale to this yeah. era of Doctor Who before you know moving over New, to the, yeah, Doctor, the Plus. Doctor Who Plus era of uh, Doctor Who with shooting on Disney Plus, yeah. uh, starting on Boxing Day here in Australia. <laughs> yep. well, um, so yeah, check out Fish, Fins, and Custard where we talked about the three episodes. Uh, and we'll be talking about the Christmas special.
0: The podcast is more enjoyable now that we like it. Like <laughs> it
1: then. does make things a little <laughs> bit easier. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also watched over uh, for a very explosionary Christmas. We both watched "Merry Little Batman," a new animated special on uh, or d- animated film actually. It's it's feature mm. length uh, over on Prime Video, in which Damian Wayne. Uh, is desperate to become Batman, but he's still like an eight year old, six year old kid. Um, his dad is called away on Christmas Eve, uh, and a bunch of villains break into his house, steal his just gifted utility belts, uh, and he has to go reclaim it, and soon finds himself in confrontation with some of Gotham's biggest villains. Dylan, what did you think of Mary Little Batman?
0: Yeah, we have that face because you know I gave I said it was a lump of coal. Um, I didn't like it very much. I think as you, you know, the fact that you just like, oh yeah, no way, hold on, it's a feature. That was my biggest problem. I think it's a very overstretched idea that would have worked a lot better, like sort of forty-five minutes half the time. Um, would enjoyed a lot more there. The first half of the movie or the first act, I guess, I like it. It's like Home Alone but Batman, Damian Wayne. all that's really good. And then from there, I sort of liked it less and less as the the movie went on
1: yeah i enjoyed it all the way through it's a good time lots of fun it's damian wayne but home alone at certain points um and yeah i mean it's fun to see this is an interesting take i mean is it it's always fun to see like a weird kind of take on dc properties on like um you know they it's, it's so funny that like odd... they
0: it's so funny dc's like the thing now where it's like such a to most people it's like dc's the serious ones like it's so it's good to see a fun take when we had the 60s batman series which is just ridiculous and that's where we started but like the curvatures like in most people's mind it's like dc's super serious now you know well in yeah
1: i mean in animated so they've it's been like willing to do teen wild Titan takes because yeah. obviously teen titans go has been a massive property for them still ongoing uh the Harley Quinn series is still going strong. Yeah. Uh, they just did the My Adventures with Superman, which I've watched a couple of episodes of, which is really good and like also another kind of a different uh flavor than anything else. And they did the I think they did like three animated Aquaman specials last year, uh like a tiny mini series. Um that was also kind of wild and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it it's fun, it's enjoyable. It's got that Christmas flavor, so what more could you ask for? Check out Merry Little Batman on Prime Video. Also, we we also discussed on A Very Explosion Network Christmas, the season finale of The Santa Clauses Season 2, uh, in which Mad Santa came to the North Pole to reclaim his place. Um, yeah, it's been a good season. I, don't, I feel like the season finale... Didn't quite, wasn't super fulfilling. The comfort, final confrontation wasn't all I wanted it to be. I feel like it was resolved reasonably easily. Um, but there's so much good stuff across the season that um, you need to watch it if you've watched the first season. You know? If only for Eric Stone Street's Mad Santa. Uh, who,
0: ho, 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 ho.
1: Who has resulted in Dylan never saying ho, ho, ho again the same way. Oh oh oh!
0: I walk around. I don't think
1: you're even saying it correctly now. I think maybe I just say
0: the same. candor, you know, like chest out. Oh 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 oh, oh. oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, it's like the Pokemon. Ho ho oh! (laughs) (laughs) John, what would you think? Yeah, it's good. I enjoy the show. It's a lot of fun. Um, It's the Santa Clauses. If you grew up watching the movies like I did, uh, it's just good to have uh, these characters and stuff back around Christmas time. I enjoy it for what it is. It's not fantastic. It's just wholesome fun.
1: Awesome. That's fair enough. So yeah, check it out. Very Explosion Network, Christmas. Uh, Dylan, there's also one other thing that we've both watched this week that a lot of yeah. people have watched this week. Mm. The video I just, This is a very
0: good point where I was like, man, I didn't have I didn't watch I didn't watch much this week. But then, yeah, you're right. I did. I did actually. I watched this.
1: You watched a four-hour <laughs> video essay. By H Bomber yeah. Guy, plagiarism and YouTube, in which he destroyed several careers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not overly familiar with H Bomber Guy.
0: No, um, neither. Um, but I've started going back and watching some other stuff. Um, just like ten minutes. Did you watch bit, the Oomph video? Yes, I watched the one. Did you prefer, No, though? hold on, the Yeah, the, the, was that the Yes, I did watch Roblox. that. One. That was the the Roblox. I watched Roblox one as well. Yes, that was the one I finished. I've been watching in like yeah, chunks. chunks. That was like two, three hours as well. So, uh, um, but yeah,
1: this video kind of blew up this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe because it is kind of drama-esque, I guess, in the way that it kind of calls out specific people about practices that you know we're not up to stuff. Admittedly, like I think more than receipts. It's like a lot of receipts. <laughs> uh, at least two of these people are like people who have kind of been called out and cancelled already. Like, mm. and have you know, kind of using for the examples. But then there's a couple of people who uh, he very much eviscerated. And it's like, I think the James Summerton person who uh, was the, the
0: channels now been deleted. Well, he's, he's, deleted, every, he's
1: deleted everything. I think. Yeah. I think like as someone pointed out, this might be the only case of someone actually. <laughs> Ending their career when they got called out for shit So um, Yeah there's just something about it The way he went about telling the story um, His candor His like his delivery That made the four hours kind of Must watch Like there was no point I can't, I think I might have watched it in one whole chunk uh, shit.
0: I, I think I watched it in three So yeah three. Or four. He,
1: ad- admittedly he does give a couple of like title screens Where you could
0: you could pause Yeah, yeah um, I would Stop at title screens. Like I'd, I'd watch some before bed. Okay, there like when was no the point. I'll stop. There
1: was no point that I wanted to stop.
0: No, I didn't want to stop. I just yeah, it's a you long. Felt like you needed to.
1: <laughs> it is a long fucking video. But yeah, very interesting subject matter, and just just yeah, his delivery uh and the way things just escalate, continue to escalate. It seems <laughs> in the level of <laughs> to his crimes the, to his surprise and the audience surprise in the way. The goal of these people, pretty much,
0: um,
1: <laughs> I think, fun. was the gist of it. Um,
0: yeah, what did you think? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! It's it's yeah. I think he's really really good at putting together these videos. At least based on the two I've watched now, it'll be interesting to see how go back to maybe the start, see how much better they get it, they get. But obviously, to hold attention span to one subject for four hours is um, something. Uh, and it's not like he rushes through a lot either. Like he, that at times, you know, spends a lot of time going over and giving, like you know, all good essays shouldn't do, multiple examples for the to 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 drill into a set. So it's like it's not like here's one example of plagiarism. It's like here is seven in a row. Just like you know, I've got yeah, receipts, just bitch, You know, <laughs> like <laughs> this wasn't just a random
1: yeah. accident.
0: You know, it's yeah, repeated it's- behavior. Um, but yeah, I, I would say the delivery, the way it is written, really, really well. The cutbacks to him, and sometimes just the funny part where we would like show several things of plagiarism, and just cut back and be like, but he didn't stop there. <laughs> you know, like just the, like his own crazy, crazy but he wouldn't, do this, he wouldn't... <laughs> yeah, he would do this. Yeah, he wouldn't. You wouldn't think he would do that, would you? <laughs> would you <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, it was quite funny as well i thought i uh, it just went along yeah i definitely highly recommend watching it um it's it is also put in a lot of things that I, like obviously the philip mission stuff at start i'm like yep I've, this is i, I know knew this but you know, well versed in the nice subject but yeah nice perspective wrap up on it as well to introduce it and then getting into a lot of stuff i didn't know much about um and then the covering again just how this stuff happens because there's um especially the i can't remember the YouTuber's name but just those ones where it's like people reading over the top of like sort of stock footage and like even that video talking about the cave person uh the cave person oh, that the stuck in the cave and shit.
1: historian i want to say yeah
0: which is like one of the most popular videos of the last year or like the year before sorry um yeah. and like how that which although that's a highly well done video um those sorts of ones where people even do similar stuff and just talk over stock footage uh they're like super popular. Like I know my dad watches a fuck ton of those and you never know. That's the thing. Like, are they just reading a fucking article? Are they just reading an article and claiming it's theirs. Cause according to this, probably, <laughs> you know, like, no, it's interesting
1: when watching that, I was like, shit, when I'm reading articles on the podcast, am I plagiarizing? <laughs> Cause I give the impression that I've written what I'm saying. I mean, well, I just need to be, now I'm probably going to be more mindful of mentioning that stuff. Well, yeah, I,
0: I always yeah. try. I don't know, like I definitely like I've never like tried to pull you up on it because I don't think it's like plagiarism. It's just you're not citing the sources, which is technically incorrect. But like I'm like no one's going to pull pull us up on it. But yeah, podcast, But like whenever I like the shows I host, like I always yeah. So I'm like if Sorry. I'm reading, I'll say I'll say yeah. I know. But that's I feel yeah, like that's just that's, that's a thing. Where I'll be like you know reading from. Reading from this place, they say da 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 But then I've also always tried to make sure that in show notes I have links to every single article I ever read from. Anyway, like, and it's not even a thing of, like, it's just, to me, like, any sort of good behaviour is good behaviour. You know, like, Mm. why get yourself in bad habits? Like, Yeah. It's more work, but it's the right thing to do, ultimately. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, definitely a great watch. Uh, And then that oomph... Uh, roblox sound video that was very funny that was a wild
0: (laughs) these videos where he sets out uh, based based on these two it's like sets out to make these little small videos and then starts digging into them and just discovers an absolute shit show of stuff so yeah yeah.
1: definitely worth checking out all right uh i went out this week and watched a japanese movie based on a long-running property i watched godzilla minus one
0: explain the name
1: it's set in what well, at the near the end of world war ii so i'm still so confused i think it's just you know it's the idea it's before the first movie i guess
0: okay
1: I was like in theory <laughs> or like i don't i don't know yeah it's like uh, yeah, that would be my explanation as to why. Because it's like very early. Yeah. Because it's set just after World War II. Uh, so it focuses mostly on a character... Uh, what I can't tell if it's the actor's name or the character's name.
0: So the character's name is Godzilla. I don't know. If, like... <laughs> <Spoiler>. Fuck you. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> Koichi She. Chikashima, uh, who he start, he's a he's well, he's meant to be a kamikaze pilot, but at the start of the movie, he flies into a, uh, a mechanical base, saying that his plane has mechanical trouble, um, but really he just didn't want to follow through with the kamikaze attack. Um, and then Godzilla attacks the <laughs> the uh, island base that he's on. Um, he has the opportunity to fire on the Godzilla in his plane uh, but he uh, he gets scared and doesn't he chickens out and pretty much hides Fair. resulting in pretty much the death of everybody else on that on that island um, so then he goes home obviously this is like post-world War II Japan a lot of places have been bombed and that kind of stuff it's kind of looked down on because he was meant to have died during the war like there's the neighbor whose children died during a lot of the air raids uh who pretty much like calls him out on his shit for like makes him feel really really shitty for not committing suicide during the war pretty much um uh, so then yeah he starts to he starts to live a normal life he the major well he meets a woman in like a market where she like leaves him with a, her baby while she's being chased by uh other people for stealing, Um and then she starts like living in his house, just invites herself in, and they kind of become this kind of makeshift family. Because um, even the daughter, the, the the baby isn't hers; it's just like a baby that was given to her by a dying mother during the, the air raids and that kind of stuff. It's like it's a found family movie. Um So yeah. Then he starts working for like a, uh, uh, mining, like, uh, no, what's the ocean mines, you know,
0: in the, I can't, they're drilling in the the water. (laughs) No,
1: just, you know, they would leave like mines in the water for like boats to like hit and that kind of stuff. Um, so Something. now he goes out. He goes out with like a wooden ship. So the the magnets in the mines don't come to the boat, and they like destroy them or whatever. But then Godzilla returns uh, and attacks the city. <laughs> so he and a bunch of other people join a major mission to take down Godzilla, pretty much, um, in this post um, post World War Two era, and it has to be like a civilian effort because. Uh, any movement by the Japanese military would be a sign of, uh, would be, uh, disapproved by the Soviets would, would lead to like confrontation between Japan and, uh, oh, between, uh, the Soviets and America and that kind of stuff. So the civilians have to like take out Godzilla. Um, yeah, it's, it is a fantastic movie. Like as the story is constantly being that it's like made it for $15 million. I don't know if that, I think the director has definitely come out and said that he wish he, he wish it cost $15 million, uh, which a lot of people have implied that it's, that means it costs even less, but I think it cost considerably more. Um, yeah. It's just a really fantastic story. I think as someone kind of weirdly pointed out and it kind of definitely works is it's kind of uh, Top Gun Maverick, but with Godzilla, um, it's got like because the like Top Gun Maverick is kind of building up to this singular mission, um. But yeah, this is a fantastic story. Lots of interesting themes. The idea of you know, just the just talking about how during the war the Japanese government had no disregard, had complete disregard for human life, and like we we're very much willing to just like have people die for very little return and that kind of stuff. Um, and like, uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, from a Western point of view, maybe, like, because in Japan, like, dying with honor is, like, such a, or at least was, like, a big deal. And, like, it's kind of weird to be looking from the outside and be like, these people are mistreating this kamikaze pilot for not committing suicide when really, him, what was his one plane going to make all the difference in the war? Probably not. Um, but yeah, the Godzilla strike fucking scary as shit. <laughs> just some terrifying stuff. How they managed to just, like stretch the budget is really impressive. Um, the the Godzilla model that they've got looks really cool, even though it's like you, it's definitely more of a model looking than the Godzilla we see in the American movies. Uh, it still looks very good and serves is, its purpose.
0: Just a quick question. I was just thinking, is this your first Japanese? godzilla movie I th-
1: yes it would be my first japanese godzilla because yeah i don't i didn't never watch any of the old ones i didn't watch shin godzilla which i think is mm. uh, that was the last one before this yeah i think it's in the same collection or by the same director yeah um, I've,
0: I've, they've been doing this thing where they like do like the trilogy that are connected and then they basically reboot every time
1: yeah uh but yeah it's fantastic like really Really good, well constructed, like action movie. So um, definitely worth checking out. And obviously, is doing like gangbusters box office wise everywhere in the world. So um, and everybody I've seen nothing but pretty much praise across the board. So uh, yeah, check out Godzilla minus one. Again, I'm not sure why it's called minus one.
0: It's it just a is. word. Not the uh, <laughs> subtraction symbol.
1: No, it, it's the word. They didn't put the symbol in. Mm. Just to make it a little bit easier. Uh, and then the last thing I watched uh, before we get into the mandatory Netflix segment, I watched uh, Revealed's Ben Robert smith Truth on Trial, which is, is the latest one that came in... out? Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, so this is the latest in these Revealed documentaries uh, slate from Stan. This one focused on the trial of... Ben Robert Smith, who most people would know as the uh, beloved Australian uh, SAS uh, soldier, uh, is constantly described as Australia's most decorated living soldier, um, who, it turned out, committed a bunch of war crimes in in Afghanistan. Um, Pretty much covers it from the side of the press who uh, were exploring the story or breaking the story, uh, investigating, corroborating... (laughs) Different uh, evidence uh, and witnesses um, into Ben Robert Smith, um, and then following the defamation trial, which took five years, um, which is crazy that something like that would take so long. Uh, But yeah, this, uh, if you didn't believe he did all that stuff before, this should prove it. (laughs) If you didn't believe the judge's verdict, uh, I think a lot of this stuff here, like, pretty much proves that uh, he was kind of a Kind of a psycho and uh, did a mm. you know, was a not a good, good person. Yeah. A lot of une- like some the the major story was like he uh, there was a man that he like pushed off a kick, Spartan kicked off a cliff, uh, and then kind of hid the body and like called in it in a hostile person and like planted evidence and that kind of stuff. Um and yeah, kind of discussing some of the culture in the SAS and like, I think, I don't know if it's the same person, but there was another like person that they had killed who they'd removed their amputated, like their prosthetic leg and used it as like a drinking, used it for drinking out of later. So,
0: uh, How's uh Very messed up. Yeah. Have you watched any of these revealed ones so far? Other than this, Not, r- no, I don't think so. Cause I, I've Found at least because I think I've watched them all, um, and yeah, we'll watch this one as well. I found so far, I really like, even though they're all got like this revealed title, none of them have felt the same, even from like a. I'm pretty sure they all have different, a lot of different team, even though maybe some crossover producers and stuff, and like, whatever. Yeah, but they've they been like standard and similar, involved, like, and
1: like, obviously, yeah. they're like, I suspect nine media are heavily involved, seeing as they're the ones being sued and like they had a lot of access, yeah, and well, kind of stuff
0: so. like a lot of the of ones. Or at least some of the other ones where it's like, hey, like here's a, it's like a feature length documentary, but for basically it's a behind the scenes for an a news article or a sixty minute story, more or less. It's like, mm. here's the full thing. You know, we can't show you this on TV, but here's the full like.
1: I mean, that's kind of what it is, because like there's a lot of footage from of like the because obviously the journalists are, like the key people being interviewed and like talking yeah. about the story and that kind of stuff, so. Um, it's yeah. the cameras with them in like the police del- in the cars going to court and that kind of stuff
0: um, and that kind of stuff.
1: So it's, it, they're definitely heavily featured and it's kind of yeah. Which I don't about I breaking think it,
0: the story. I think it's interesting. Like just mm. like this, it's a bunch of documentaries that are, yeah, like behind the scenes about the I mean, story. It's like
1: journalism yeah. focused, like, sto- yeah. like talking about how important journalism still is and that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah, definitely worth checking out if you've been living under a rock for the last five years and didn't realize that uh, Ben Roblesmith is not a good dude. (laughs) Hmm. All right, let's move into the mandatory Netflix segment of the show. Dylan, you've watched Leave the World Behind, the latest film from uh, Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail.
0: Yeah, I feel like this one's going to get a lot of interesting reactions. Um, I saw one before on Twitter. Posted, uh, some interesting takes I've seen on this film. <laughs> looking at uh,
1: looking at tracked right now, someone's given it a two and says, what the fuck was even the point of this movie?
0: <laughs> I'm going to add a way and say I really, I really, really like this movie. The more I've sat on it. I told Ash <laughs> the other day I like this movie, um, and this is like 48 hours later or something like that, 2440. I can't remember. Times a boy. Um. I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. it. It works for me on multiple levels, and it, it just tickles something with me that works. Uh so I'll talk about without spoilers, and obviously I'd say go in without looking up what happens because that sort of spoils the fun. But more or less what happens is you've got um, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke, and they've got two kids, and at the start of the movie, they're like, let's go have a break. So they, like, rent Airbnb or whatever. They never say Airbnb because, I don't know, but they don't say Airbnb, but they rent a place. And they go out. They're staying there. They're having a great time. Whatever. Kids are playing the pool. They're having, doing stuff. Uh, shit. The first sign of weird shit happening is they're at the beach and a boat just keeps getting closer and closer. And the daughter's like, that boat seems to be coming at us. Like way off the distance. It was like, a. Next second, the boat just coming, coming. And it's like, oh, surely. Even Hawk's like, surely it'll stop. No, nope. Just boat fucking barges into the beach. Um, like, That's a bit odd, but whatever. Go back home that night. Next second, Marshall Ali and uh, his daughter turn up um and um she's uh, who plays that Mahala Mahalia Mahalia um they turn up and then um they're like hey um this is our Airbnb house um we will come back from town and shit was fucking weird there and we don't know what's going on and can we you know like can we both stay there and Julia Roberts is like I don't fucking believe you because maybe slight racism implied and then you know back and forth there <laughs> and yeah that's probably much all I'll say about it I guess like stuff goes and stuff happens and uh yeah it's never fully explains everything it doesn't really need to i really really love <laughs> the way the movie ends i find it so <laughs> just so funny um but yeah there's a lot of it's a uh it's a it's a it's a just a end of the world sort of thriller like it's a weird shit's happening is the world ending maybe <laughs> um thriller with some really good performances uh, from everyone involved, it's a lot of it's a lot of just character interacting in that one house. They do they do stuff outside that, like the beach, I said, but a lot of it is just them in the house talking at times. But um, yeah, I really really enjoyed it. So I feel like this is a, a a good end, good Netflix end of year one.
1: Um, I watched the documentary Stamp from the beginning, um, which. Uh, is kind of an in-depth documentary. Well, it's based on a book by Ibram X. Kendi, um, pretty much uh, exploring the history of racial racist ideas in America from very much the inception of uh, the of African Ameri- African people being brought to America, um, and how a lot of racist ideas were introduced into uh, the America to like spread the idea that black people are lesser and that kind of stuff and how those ideas have kind of proliferated through the history of that country to where we are now. Um, Yeah. Just a very interesting subject matter. Lots of discussions about, uh, you know, black people and like, like obviously at the same time there were slaves, there were like people like white servants and that kind of stuff who were like, Owed stuff to the people who they were serving, and that kind of stuff, and how um, they pretty much introduced the idea that they were that white people were of a higher standard than uh, black people to like, so they wouldn't team up and take out their plantation owners and that kind of stuff. Um, and also, just pretty this documentary just points out that pretty much every American president in of that era, despite what history says, is, was pretty racist. Yeah. Um, though.
0: So. <laughs> Some revisionist history quite yeah. a lot of them. They're like, they did so many good things, let's bury the racist stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out lots of them were racist. Crazy. Who would have guessed? Um, But yeah, just like, like even to modern day where like in crime like if you if you talk about crime you imagine black people uh, and then like all these black people are being put away for like minor crimes whereas all these white people who commit massive atrocities can get away with it and that kind of stuff so uh yeah definitely an interesting watch uh definitely won't sway anybody i would say would be my major take it's like obviously very biased and has a very definitive point of view um but yeah definitely well constructed and like interesting looks at different points in history and highlighting like different individual individuals who made like impacts during um, the history of of america and that kind of stuff so yeah i would recommend checking that out uh on netflix of course all right that's everything in our watch history let's move into a little bit of film news and this week the actor awards announced all the nominees um so yeah we're just going to run through them and dylan is going to give his guesses as to who he's going to win each of these categories sound good
0: I vote in these so i should know yeah. uh
1: we'll start with television uh the act award for best drama series the nominees are bays of fire bay of fires black snow bump erotic stories love me
0: or the Newsreader. uh I'm gonna go i'm gonna go that erotic stories wins which I want to watch and I've heard good things about I mean, out of what I've watched, my pick would be Bump. Yeah, unsurprisingly. Shocking. Shocking. Uh,
1: The Act Award for Best Miniseries, the nominees are Bad Behavior, In Our Blood, Safe Home, The Clearing, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, and While Men Are Away. I'll go The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart in this one. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The actor award for best narrative comedy series. Hold on, I just pause for two no, seconds to point out something, how funny it is. This is the first year that a lot of these, like a lot more streaming shows in here. As I just, it's shocking to see, like it stands one thing, but just, you know, when you look through them and you see, it's like SBS, ABC, like Stan, Disney Plus, Disney Plus Amazon. Amazon, you know, like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh,
1: actually for best narrative comedy series nominees are Colin from accounts, Deadlock, Fisk, Gold Diggers, upright and utopia this is a
0: stacked category imo it is yeah um uh, fuck i'm gonna go utopia wins uh i would love for deadlock to win though all call from accounts fuck that's hard they're both so good i don't know whatever it is a tough category (laughs) i like both them (laughs) the utopia is good too uh I'm um, watch Fisk. Yeah. Or Gold Diggers. I've seen some upright, but I'm going back. Yeah. It's been a big fear for like some of these yeah. shows, especially because
1: they've been showing up. Uh, I saw an ad for Confirm accounts on Paramount.
0: Yes, yeah, so i America and that kind Yeah, of stuff. crazy. They put it out over there now. Crazy. Well, they got season two coming, so. so I guess they like decide to push it outside binge.
1: Yeah. Uh Actor Award for Best Comedy Entertainment Programme nominees are hard quiz. Rock Quiz Taskmaster Australia, thank God you're here. The Cheap
0: Seats or the Weekly with Charlie? Pickering. Cheap Seats, baby. You're a big Cheap Seats fan. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't. Yeah, this I don't right. know. Have we discussed this? I am a big Cheap Seats, Cheap Seats fan. I think that show is very funny. I love its casual candor towards. Have you ever watched it?
1: No, I'm a. I'm a. Have you
0: been paying attention, person? So, okay. fuck the cheap no. che- shit. <laughs> fucking whatever. <laughs> um, Cheat cheese is just so funny. I, and it's, like, I know they won the Logie last year and they make it such a joke on the season constantly. But I just think that they have such good chemistry, but it never feels, it just feels so casual. Like, it's just not ultra professional. They're constantly making fun of each other. Guests just shit on them. They shit on them. Like, it's just very casual. And I, I like it. It's very, and, like, mm. you can sort of tell when they're just you know they're reading off the script for the jokes they've wrote but then they'll just constantly ad lib shit. it's quite funny so um, yeah i, I like mm. it it's a good show yeah good
1: uh actor award for best entertainment program nominees are dancing with the stars eurovision song contest 2023 grand final lego masters grand masters mastermind the one percent club and the amazing erase australia celebrity edition
0: I'm going to go Mastermind. Um, Yeah, I'll go Mastermind for that one, I reckon. Shout out to Mark Fennell. Interesting. Yep. Actual Award for Best Factual Entertainment
1: Program. The nominees are Alone Australia, Gogglebox Australia, Kitchen Cabinet, Old People's Home for Teenagers, Take Five with Zan Rao, and Who the Bloody
0: Hell Are We? I'm going to go Who the Bloody Hell Are We? Maybe Alone, but yeah, I don't know. Who the Bloody Hell Are We? It's a very good question.
1: Actor award for best lifestyle program. The nominees are Adam and Poe's Great Australian Bites, Gardening Australia, Grand Designs Australia, Love It All Listed Australia, Selling Houses Australia, or The Great Australian (laughs) (laughs) Bake (laughs) Off.
0: I'm sorry. That was very funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Just wait. (laughs) Why does it get worse? Um, I'm going to go Gardening Australia just because of how funny Costa was on the last episode of Cheap Sheets he appeared on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best reality program. Australian Survivor, Heroes vs. Villains, F-Boy Island Australia, Hunted Australia, Master Chef Australia, Real Housewives of Sydney, and RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under.
0: Uh Drag Race Down Under. That's right. a hard one for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Best Documentary of Factual Program. Matilda's The World at Our Feet. Nigaloo, Ningaloo. Queer Australia. The Australian Wars. War and Waste. Or who do you think you are?
0: I'm going to go Queer Australia. Queer Australia. Uh, on my list of things to watch too. It's I've hard heard, to say. I've heard, yeah. I've heard a lot of really good things. I know you'd probably go Matilda Surely. Like, Matilda's very good and whatever else.
1: I mean, it's, it's a solid... Uh, Sports documentary,
0: yeah, but I like again, I haven't watched it, I but watched out albums. of those ones, I know I've read a few really good things about Chris Strahler. Um, so it's mm. on my list of All things on the ABC, to watch. So, mostly. Yeah. Best
1: children's program, Rumbi Kids, Beep and Mort, Bluey, <laughs> Crazy Fun Park, the PM's daughter will turn up the volume. Now, remember the Logies, true, good point. Crazy Fun Park upset true, Bluey. A good point. Um.
0: Nah, no, I'm, I'm the boy.
1: <laughs> no, I, <wasn't>, I didn't <laughs> expect it to change. Actor award for best stand-up special. Nominees are Aaron Chan for If We w- If weren't filmed, nobody would believe. Celeste Barber for Fine Thanks. Anna G- Hannah Gadsby for Something Special. Jim Jefferies High and Dry. Lizzie Who Who Cares, or Reese Nicholson's Big Queer Comedy Concert.
0: Uh. <sighs> I'm gonna go Aaron Chen for that one. Good pick.
1: Uh, I don't know if we do. We want to go
0: through these individual categories. There's a few. No, I might just move on to television. Yeah, you might need to scroll down. Might move on to film. No, hold on. I, I don't right. read them out. I'll scroll and, and shout out. Just read the title. And I'll tell you who it is. Of what? It's gonna I actor Award for best lead actress in a drama series. It's gonna be for uh Sigourney Weaver, best lead actor for a drama. Uh, is gonna be fuck. This sounded easier when I said it my own. Sam Reed for newsreader, <laughs> best performing performer for X the Bride Network 10. I'm gonna go um fuck not nah, lot. Nah, nah, Tom Gleason, mm-hmm. uh best acting in a comedy series. I'm gonna go. Uh, f- Fuck duck Nina Oyama for Deadlock. Oh, no, nah, fuck, I'm sticking to it. Uh, supporting actress in a drama, let's go. Uh, Leah Purcell for Lost Flowers of Al's Heart. Uh, best supporting actor in a drama, let's go. Guy Pierce. No, fuck it. No, shit duck. Oh, mother. Uh, William McGinnis for the Newsreader. Uh, best direction in a comedy or drama, I'm going to go. Oh, what? Hold on. Dr- oh, okay. That makes more sense. Drama or comedy. Uh, let's just go Deadlock. Uh, best <laughs> screen. Why would not you just say best direction in a TV Yeah, series? I know. Because it said comedy or drama, and I was looking. I was like, come from Scouts, come from the couch, the series, Deadlock. Yeah. And then it said Lost Files, <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, best screenplay in a the television. Is... These are hard. I don't like know the episodes enough. Let's just say Deadlock. Uh, best direction in <laughs> nonfiction. I'm going to go Queer Australia again. Uh... Oh, no, you can yeah, yeah, read them all out right now. I skipped that, sorry.
1: No, you don't want to go all through production design and the original score. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I can. Where am I up to?
1: No, it's fine. Cinematography, it's a it's erotic stories, just...
0: best costume design, clearing, best editing, deadlock, production design, lost no, fuck, <laughs> fuck it, shoutouts to Meep and Mop. sure, Meep and Mop. yeah, okay, original score? Yeah, no, I don't
1: know. <laughs> 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 all right. Moving over to the film categories. The Actor Award for Best Film. The nominees are Of an Age, Shader, Sweet As, Talk To Me, The New Boy, and The Royal Hotel. Talk To Me. Unsurprising.
0: I mean, honestly, no, I'm taking that back. New
1: Boy wins. Really? Because that was, you know? Yep. I think feel like people were split on that
0: movie. Yeah, so I right. don't so have to be split one dry. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yep, okay.
1: Pretty good year for movies, if that's the list. Yeah. Uh, actual Award for Best Indie Film. The nominees are A Savage Christmas, Limbo, Monolith, Streets of Color, The Rooster, and The Survival of Kindness.
0: Uh, survival of Kindness.
1: Best Direction in Film, Of an Age, Shader, Sweet As, Talk To Me, The New Boy, and The Royal Hotel. New Boy. Best Lead Actor in a Film, Elias Anton for an, Of an Age, Simon Baker for Limbo, Tom Green for an, Of an Age, Phoenix Ray for The Star, Aswin Reed for The New Boy, and Osmar Sami for Shader. Tom Green. Nominees for Best Lead Actress in a Film, Zar Amir Abrahim Abrimi for Shader, Shantae Barnes-Cohen for Sweet As, Kate Blanchett for The New Boy, Julia Garner for The Royal Hotel, Sarah Snook for Run, Rambit, Run, or Sophie Wilde for Talk To Me. Sophie Wilde. Best Supporting Actor in a Film. Uh, Mojin Aria for Shader, Eric Banner for Blueback, Wayne Blair for The New Boy, Rob Collins for Limbo, Zoe Takis for Talk to Me or Hugo Weaving for The Brewster.
0: Uh, Zoe, although shout out to Eric Banner's lively performance in Blueback.
1: Okay. Best supporting actress in a film. Uh, Alex Jensen for Talk to Me. Deborah Malman for The New Boy. Mia Wachowska for Blueback.
0: Whoa, 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 Tasman Walton. All right, don't worry. Continue. Supporting? What? Mia Wachowski's supporting. lead in playback.
1: See so, yeah, how it's the it's the wildest lead right? Oh,
0: fucking all right. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Tasma Walton first win as Ursula Yovich for the ro- Royal Hotel, or Selina Zahidnia. Um,
0: I'm going to go Mia Wachowski just because she's shafted her way into supporting to win this category. So. <laughs>
1: uh best screenplay of an age shader talk to me the new boy the royal hotel uh
0: new no of age of an age best cinematography
1: in a film godless the east eastfield exorcism shader sweet as talk to me or the new boy new boy uh best costume design in film blueback carmen seriously red the new boy and the rooster uh seriously red Uh, Best editing in film, Carmen, Scary Girl, Sweet As, Talk To Me, or The New Boy. Talk To Me. Best production design in film, Carmen, Scary Girl, The New Boy, Portable Door, or True Spirit.
0: Oh, um, Portable Door.
1: Best original score, Blueback, Godless, Godless the Eastfield, Exorcism, Suka, Talk To Me, or The Big Dog talk to me best sounds godless seasfield Exism, scary girl seriously read talk to me three chords and the truth talk to me and best casting in film uh run rabbit run shader sweet as the new boy the royal hotel sweet as all
0: right
1: uh best documentary nominees are ego ego the michael Gajinski story Carly and Katya, John Farnham, Finding the Voice, The Dark Emu Story, The Giants, The Last Order, This Is Going To Be Big, or To Never Forget. Ego. Okay. Best online drama or comedy? Appetite, Latecomers, Me and Her, Peas, Monologue, Disposables, or The Future of Everything.
0: Uh, I'm... Don't know anything about any of these. To be completely honest, uh, let's go me and hers, whatever that one is. The mid- me and yeah. her, yeah, these. the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a lot of good stuff there.
1: I thing that constantly surprised me is Carmen this is an Australian movie. One starring Melissa Brea and uh, Paul Mescal. Which one, Karma. Carmen? Carmen. Oh, right, yeah, 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 Doesn't seem like it should be, but it but is. is. So yeah. All right, yeah, so check out uh, the actors. Awards. Uh, I should actually look up what the actual date of the actor awards is. Next year. It's the twenty fourth of February next year. On the Gold Coast, I believe. They've just announced this week a big actor festival thing that weekend. So Mine ain't gone. Money. Uh This was an interesting story that filled me with happiness. Disney is giving Pixar's Soul, Turning Red, and Luca a proper theatrical release in 2024. Uh, Disney has announced that the three films from the storied animation studio will hit theaters nationwide for the first time ever next year. These aren't new movies, mind you, but they're movies that went straight direct to streaming largely due to the pandemic. Now they're finally getting their chance to shine on the big screen. Build as special engagement theatrical runs these movies will arrive in the first quarter of 2024 ahead of the release of pixar's inside out which will hit theaters in june uh because they need money dylan what that's how i feel yep i think that that's i mean yes it is a very cynical move yep and it's purely financially based but i'm here for it and then i think uh a lot of those movies will be definitely very cool to see in the big screen Will I be seeing him on the big screen? I'm not sure. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, it might be cool to see Soul in like a the- a theater with a really good sound system and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I, 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 I'm.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit. S- Turning
1: red would be cool to see on a big screen with like seeing a really big panda. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely a bit cynical on this because I just feel like the, the only reason it's not going back to is because they're like, oh, we fucked up by not giving you the chance to experience these movies on the big screen. It's a, oh, we need some money, yo.
1: Yeah, because they've got no movies at the start of next year, really. Um, Their slate's pretty bare. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm keen. So look forward to that early next year. And Dylan, every week there is just so much casting and film Still, news. Still, it's like Christmas. Projects.
0: They should stop. Like, <laughs> chill out. Like,
1: But there's just not time every week to, to cover it all. So, we like to cover it in a segment we hope to call Would You Want to Invest? We do, I'll, ask, I'll give a project to Dylan. He'll let me know if he would want to fully invest, partially invest, or not invest. And then history will be the judge of whether he's right or wrong. Uh, yes. Clearly a lot of projects were backed up because of the writers and actor Strike and they are all kind of being announced at the same time. So let's just jump in. Uh, breeding all of these from Deadline. Uh, Carrie well, Coon is set to star... You opposite... know
0: I'm the fucking plagiarist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Coon is set to appear opposite Lauren Lapkus in Another Happy Day, a postpartum depression comedy, marking the feature of debut of de- writer-director Nora Fitfa uh it wrapped last production last summer in chicago the film centers on joanna a total nut who is wearing new motherhood so awkwardly that she remarks candidly i'm not really a mother i just have a baby you know this new mom is also an artist who isn't making any art and just feels truly terrible to take care of her newborn as she stumbles through her days she can't get her old job back her old friends have moved on without her. her husband thinks she's a better mother than she is she's terribly sleep deprived and her baby won't look at her on her desperate search for a friend, she tumbles into an unlikely bond with an estranged art and law she never knew. What do you think of this hilarious postpartum depression comedy?
0: Nah. No invest for me.
1: Hate, hates brothers. Uh... Isabel Hagen's indie dramedy On A String has wrapped principal photography in New York City. Musician turned comedian Hagen stars alongside Dylan Baker, Frederick Weller, Eric Bogusian, and Emmy winner Jamie Lee. Uh, Inspired by Hagen's real life experiences, The Pick follows a recent Juilliard graduate and classical violinist who now plays unconventional gigs in New York City that insert her into the personal lives of strangers, and entangles her with her, the married father of her violin student. When her toxic cellist ex-boyfriend encourages her to audition for the Philharmonic, her string quartet begins to disintegrate. As Isabel finds herself increasingly enmeshed with her quirky musician family and father, she must decide whether to turn her back on the one thing she's devoted her entire life to. Uh, nah,
0: nah, nah, nah. nah miss. Following
1: their work together on David O. Russell's 2013 Best Picture nominated crime comedy *American Hustle*, Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale investing. are in talks to reteam on *Best of Enemies*, a new film based on the book *Best of Enemies: The Last Great Spy Story of the Cold War* by Eric Denshall and Gus Russo. Uh, *American Hustle*'s Eric Warren Singer is on board to script the picture with. Uh, with Atlas Entertainment's Charles Rowan aboard to produce. Uh, there's no word yet on who will direct the pick, but we hear there's a possibility Cooper could step behind the camera here following his work on the leading awards contender, Maestro. Published by Hachette Imprint 12 in 2018, Best of Enemies tells the story of CIA agents Jack Platt and KJB agent Gennady Vazlinko A pair of Cold War spies who developed an unlikely friendship at a time when they should have been anything but. Platt and Vlaslenko were new entrants to the Washington DC intelligence scene back in 1978, with the former working out of the CIA's counterintelligence office and the latter out of the Soviet embassy. Remarkably, they came to establish strong personal ties, even after each was sent to seduce the other into betraying their country.
0: No, I'm not investing because Bradley Cooper just wants an Oscar and David O. Russell is, um, loves to. He's not involved. They're, that's just how they've worked. They're, they're, they've
1: worked together previously on a David O. Russell movie and that's how they set up the article.
0: I'll partially invest in. <laughs> but he still wants an Oscar. Yeah. Fuck Bradley Cooper is what you hear saying. Yeah. Oscar, Oscar Bader he is. He wants one. And he's Doesn't shitting everybody. on Cillian Murphy in these interviews. No,
1: no, I watched that interview. Nah. It was just innocuous, innocuous. To you just because he goes hardcore method, you know, yeah. and he thinks that's more difficult. Uh, Emmy winner Ray Romano set to as lead in No Good Deeds, Netflix eight episode dark comedy series from Dead to Me creator Liz Feldman. Created by Feldman, No Good Deeds follows three very different families vying to buy the same 1920s Spanish-style villa that they think will solve all their problems. But as the sellers have already discovered, sometimes the home of your dreams can be a total nightmare.
0: Uh, yeah, Fully Vast. I like that show.
1: What? Everybody loves Rameen?
0: Yeah, and dead
1: to me. <laughs> Alright. Russell Crowe, Rami Malek, and Michael Shannon... A set to top line, Nuremberg, a historical drama set in post-war Germany that marks the latest directorial outing for veteran writer-producer Jens Vanderbilt on the heels of the Kate Blanchett-Robert redford star truth. Uh, hailing from Bluestone Entertainment of Walden Media, the film, based on Jack L. High's book The Nazi and the Psychiatrist, is written by Vanderbilt. Uh, heading into production in Hungary in February, it tells the story of the American psychiatrist Douglas Kelly, who is tasked with determining whether Nazi prisoners are fit to stand trial for the war crimes and finds himself in a complex battle of wits with Hermann Goring, Hitler's right-hand man. Shannon will play Supreme Court Judges Robert H. Jackson, the chief prosecutor of the Nuremberg Trials.
0: Uh, partial invest. I feel like there's a, there's a wild mix of hit and misses in that cast. Mm-hmm.
1: Kristen Forsyth has been set to star alongside Richard Gere and Jacob Elordi in O Canada, the newest feature written and directed by Academy Award nominee Paul Schrader. Based on the 2021 novel Foregone by the late Russell Banks, the film tells the story of Leonard Fife, a famed documentary filmmaker who takes stock of his life with not long to go after being stricken with cancer at 80 years old. The most unreliable of narrators and of men, Fife offers the viewer a look at his home life as a draft dodging artist who abandoned one family for another consistently evading any sense of responsibility for his actions as he starts a new life in canada
0: A eh? um yeah partial death
1: multi-emmy and tony winner judith light is set to star opposite billy crystal in apple tv's before crystal is also a producing the limited series from paramount tv studios which is tapped Adam Bernstein as director of the pilot episode written by Sarah Thorpe before is a 10 episode atmospheric character-driven psychological thriller about Eli, a child psychiatrist who after recently losing his wife, Lynn uh, encounters a troubled young boy who seems to have a haunting connection to Eli's past.
0: Mm. Mm. Sometimes I wish I had a a restriction on the money for this segment because I try to overthink it, but I'm like, I could just invest in everything, really, if I want. You know, okay. <laughs> for some reason, I start thinking what, about it.
1: What if you're wrong, Camelot? True. Um, then you look like an idiot.
0: Uh, I'll go partial invest, because often I'm like, my brain's like partial invest, but I'm like, why am I in the middle? Like, it doesn't. I should just be on either side.
1: Yeah, well, you introduced the partial invest, so I mean, you know, it's your fault. Uh Stand by. Billy Magnuson. Alexandra Ship and Nick Stoll will top line Violent Ends, a southern revenge thriller written and directed by John Michael Powell. Uh, Actors rounding out the cast of the film include James Badge Dale, Emmy winner Kate Burton, and Academy Award winner Ray McKinnon. A tale of star-crossed lovers set across the backdrop of the Ozark Mountains. Violent Ends chronicles the life of Lucas Frost, an honest man brought up in a crime family whose own legacy is violence as Lucas tries to make his own life with his fiancée Emma, he is suddenly pulled back into the family business so he so despises when his cousin Eli perpetrates an armed robbery on a local scrapyard and an innocent life is caught in the crossfire.
0: Uh full invest, that sounds great. I like the cast. That's some good shit I can get into.
1: Alfie Allen Charlie Murphy and Jack Gleeson are set to star in a Dutch-Belgian <laughs> theory uh, set to star a Dutch-Belgian thriller series from Ozark co-creator Mark Williams. Uh, production: uh, The series follows gifted hanger hacker Tobias and his ambitious best friend Marco, who are intent on cracking into the tech billionaires' club. They are plucked from quiet obscurity and plunged headfirst into the chaos of organized crime when they cross paths with the Irish mob leading the family's operations in Holland, are Sloane and her brother Farrell, who enlist their services to hack the security system of Roger Dam's Harbour, Europe's largest shipping port, to secure the undetected delivery of drug shipments.
0: I'm going to say partial. It just sounds like trying to do similar Ozark thing again, where it's like comedy actor it sort does. of thing. But but maybe that means it'll be successful. But yeah, I'm going to just partial James Norton and
1: Nicolai Costa-Waldau are set to star in the new CBS Studios period drama series King and Conqueror from creator Robert Michael Robert Johnson. The series is based on the eleventh century figures Harold of Wessex and William of Normandy is set to begin production in twenty twenty four. King Conqueror is the story of a clash that defined the future of a country and a continent for thousands of years, the roots of which stretch back decades and extend through a pair of interconnected family dynasties struggling for power across two countries and a raging sea. Harold of Wessex and William of Normandy, two men desperate to, destined to meet at the Battle of Hastings in 1066, uh, two allies with no design on the British throne who found themselves forced by circumstance and personal obsession into a war for possession of its crown.
0: Um, nah, I reckon nah, I'm not invest. this. Nolan Void.
1: So I'm reading from the this article, and, it, and the way it starts may not be completely true. Okay. Here's one you didn't see coming. Sebastian Stan, the Emmy and Golden Globe nominee known for his work in the MCU and the acclaimed Hulu miniseries, Payment Tommy, has been tapped for the role of young Donald Trump in The Apprentice, a new film from Cannes prize-winning Iranian Iranian filmmaker Ali Abassi. Uh along also along also aboard the film in major roles are Emmy and Golden Globe winner Jeremy Strong and Oscar nominee Maria Bakalova. Production commenced this week. Build is an exploration of power and ambition set in a world of corruption and deceit. The Apprentice will examine Trump's efforts to build his real estate business in New York in the seventies and eighties. Also digging into his relationship with infamous attorney Roy Cohn. It's a mentor-protege story that charts the origins of a major American dynasty. Filled with larger-than-life characters, it reveals the moral and human cost of a culture defined by winners and losers. Sources tell Deadline that Strong Will Pay Con and Bacalever will play a Trump's first wife, Ivana.
0: Yeah, I fully invest. It's, I mean, I'm fully investing in the thing that I already saw a picture of on Twitter this week. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Yes, I fully invest all right that's all the projects for this week we'll, we'll have to wait and see whether dylan was right or wrong in the future but let's talk about some projects we do know a little bit more about with by giving some thumbs to some trailers of course you'll find all the trailers we're about to talk about this week in the show notes below kicking things off with mr and mrs smith uh created by francesca sloan and donna glover starring donna glover and Mike erskine In this version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, two lonely strangers land jobs working for a mysterious spy agency that offers them a glorious life of espionage, wealth, world travel, and a dream brownstone in Manhattan. The catch? New identities and an arranged marriage as Mr. and Mrs. John and Jane Smith. Now hitched, John and Jane navigate a high-risk mission every week while also facing a new relationship milestone. Their complex cover story becomes more complicated when they catch feelings for each other. Uh, What's riskier? espionage or marriage dylan what do you think of this first trailer
0: for mr and mrs smith fully invest um <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong segment. segment uh yeah double thumbs up the funniest thing to me the thing i honestly didn't know and this blew my mind i was like man am i just dumb or something but uh when i was looking at this the other day after watching the trailer and it's like based on the 19 the remake of the 996 series i was like what well, no it's the movie like but anyway, turns out this TV yep. series.
1: <laughs> so that was the tiro- that the movie was built on the TV series.
0: Yep, I had no idea. I just
1: and I guess they introduced the idea of the them being spies. that didn't know that each other were yep. spies.
0: I just I never knew that part. So crazy. No. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, double thumbs up. I think it looks great.
1: Yeah, two thumbs up for me as a trailer. It's like really cut well together with the music and like obviously setting up, you know, or like setting up that this isn't the movie version of the, of this is Mrs. Smith. Um, yeah, Donald Glover looks great in a white sweater.
0: Sues him. Yeah.
1: My skin looks great as well, but, you know, damn, It's just very standout. Um, I was like, where am yeah, I am for this, from even though. And then
0: they're on that shitty TV show I didn't like.
1: No, watch uh, the, the romantic comedy she's in with Jack Quaid. That's great. She's, she voices the the character in Blue-Eyed Samurai. That's great as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so two thumbs up for me. This is releasing on Prime Video the 2nd of February, 2024. Next trailer is for The Brother's Son, created by Brad Falchick and Brian Wu, starring Michelle Yao, Justin Chien, Sam Song Lee, when the head of a Taiwanese triad is shot by an assassin, his eldest son, Charles' son, heads to Los Angeles to protect his mother and brother, who has been completely sheltered from the truth of his family until now. Tell him, what do you think of the trailer for the brother's
0: son? One out, one down. I think the, the comedy sort of like side of this looks off to me, at least in the trailer. Maybe in watching it it looked better, but it just seemed a little bit too try-hard for the last, based on the trailer i think everyone else the fights and everything look cool in the trailer i'm sure yeah looks great in the trailer and everything but yeah just the comedy stuff i be worried about yeah i think um i was
1: i'll give one up one down as well even though i'm i was very keen on it from i think it was geeked week where they showed it for the first time or one of the many events they hold through the year um I'm still super keen, but yeah, this trailer, the comedy doesn't quite hit, and I'm not sure whether it's just the editing of the trailer, or mm. um, that's what the comedy is going to be like, or maybe it works more in context and that kind of stuff, oh, in juxt- more in juxtaposition to um, the straightness of the the, the situation, mm. I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm very keen. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Michelle Yeoh beating people up is keen, and it definitely looks like she is drilling into somebody's head at some point. Uh, you go, girl. That's fun. Um, so, yeah, this is releasing on Netflix January 4th. Next trailer is for Good Grief, directed by Dan Levy, starring Dan Levy, Ruth Neger, uh Hemish Him- Patel, Luke Evans. An artist grieving the loss of his famous writer husband takes his two best friends on a trip to Paris where they unpack messy secrets and hard truths.
0: Dylan, what'd you think of Good Grief? Um, i'm gonna go one up done down i like the idea of this and it looks like it's like filmed really well and it's got these this cast i like and everything but something like the uh, something about like this trailer i just i don't know it just seemed a little bit too edited weird or something like that i, I didn't love the trailer even though i'm looking forward to this movie
1: I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I think it was a good trailer. Um, I like the cast. I like, you know, setting up a lot of the ideas and concept of, you know, this, f- it's, it looks like it's a story about friendship more than necessarily romance and that kind of stuff. Uh, even though it seems like Himish Patel and Ruth Neger are a couple. Um, that's kind of the implication I got. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely keen for this, even though it's probably going to make me sad, mm. depressed. Love that. start of question me being living forever living alone forever uh so this is releasing on netflix the 5th of january next trailer is for self-reliance directed by jake johnson starring jake johnson Anna kendrick and andy sandberg tommy receives an invitation to win 1 million dollars by playing a game where he must outwit hunters attempting to kill him he realizes the hunters can only attack him when he's alone but none of his friends and family believe the game is real Tell them, what do you think of the trailer for
0: Self-Reliance? Uh, I'm going to go why one not one-down on the trailer. I'm keen on the movie, although it does, to me, feel like an idea that could be stretched thin over a full runtime. Um, cool concept and everything. I'm keen to see Anna Kendrick and Jake Johnson play off each other. Um, it is his debut, so we'll see how that pulls together. Like, writing jokes is one thing, directing it is another. Uh, but yeah, why one not one-down, I'm keen to watch.
1: This is two thumbs up from me. Andy Sandberg and Jake Johnson in the same movie. That looks like it's going to be a fun time, even though it did definitely seems like they're not really going to play against each other very much, other than, apparently, these two uh, limo trips. Uh, you have two thumbs up
0: based on the first 10 seconds of the trailer. That's all you've talked about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but I, I, We've talked about this film before somewhere, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think the concept really interesting um i i think there's enough there like you can explore the actual concept of you being hunted um in a reality game show uh but then also it seems like there'll be a lot of relationship stuff and like there's a person like just meeting another person and getting spending all their time with him to uh, try and win some money and like that kind of stuff all of there i enjoyed it uh and very keen but yes jake johnson Andy sandberg Two great sitcom actors. You know, oh, right. together, so, I so.
0: reckon Andy Sandberg is in this very little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know, what he's in, very funny. <laughs> I've gone to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like
1: so this is I believe. <laughs> so this is releasing on the twelfth of January. Uh I believe on Disney Plus. It hasn't been confirmed anywhere that I've seen, yeah. but uh it's releasing in a Tulu in America. So Spect over here. Last trailer for this week, The Masters of the Air, uh, created by John Chibbon and John Orloff, starring Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, Nate Mann, Raff Law, Barry Keoghan, uh, Josiah Cross, Brandon Cook, and Shute Gatwa. Five miles above the ground behind enemy lines, 11 men inside a bomber known as Flying Fortress battle unrelenting flocks of German fighters. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of this trailer for the series? Latest in the Spielberg-Hank's series of World War II stories?
0: Uh, I'm actually going to go double thumbs down on this one. Whoa. I've watched it twice. I watched it when it came out, because um, I remember like Band of Brothers and all that sort of shit, right? But that was like such a vent television. Um, and then I re-watched it when you shared it in the notes. And I was just like, I don't, I don't vibe with it. It really just does not work for me for some reason. I just think it looks so... Totally nothing to me. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I was like, D- "Who are these characters? Who are these people?" Like, I just. I just don't get what. Why do I care? Other than it's World War Two. Our boys. You know. Like I don't. <laughs> so, I'm gonna take a pump Okay. Yeah, take that. Um... Put it in a pipe and smoke it. <laughs> just got random, yeah. I know, right? Shock <laughs> shell, just like they had in World War Two. <laughs> no, shell shock was World War I, I'll give
1: so. it two thumbs up. I think it, it looks like there'll be some interesting characters. Uh, obviously, it's got a stacked cast. Um, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily the best trailer they could have produced. I don't know, um, but I think there's enough there to get you interested in the series, and obviously, the, like the the Dog fighting looks very impressive and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm interested. Uh, I'm also going to attempt to watch Panda Brothers in the Pacific before I watch this, which I've never You've watched. Never. Before, so
0: I don't know if I'll hold up. That is, to be
1: mm, that's the interesting thing, you know, because because when, like, the <laughs> the the <laughs> um, when they came out, they were like in the same. This is set in the same universe of real life history.
0: When they came out, they were like. Everyone, I don't know how you didn't watch it. I swear everyone was watching it because it was on it was on Channel Ten or whatever, which is weird because it's a HBO thing. I think
1: so. Who wants to watch war things when they got better
0: things to do like dial up internet? And I don't. I honestly don't think you started watching stuff until like right before we met. (laughs) I think anything prior to like the year or two before we met, like I just think you came out of a fucking test tube. Are you like? Are you even real? So this is releasing on Apple TV Plus,
1: January 26th. <sighs> Alright, let's move into this week's top three. Definitely in the top three. And continuing a run up to Christmas, this week's top three is top three pieces of merchandise we'd like for Christmas. Till what's the number
0: three? Uh you said merchandise. I don't know if my I... I just went with shit.
1: Listen, I went very broad this week. And somebody decided to spring the episode on me very <laughs> late, so there was not a bunch of lead time. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Number three. The A24 edition on their website of Everything Everywhere All at Once, collector's edition. Blu-ray. Uh, it has this fantastic artwork. Um, it's trippy mm-hmm. as fuck. Um, it has a interior thing that looks like a cookbook and it comes with what's it say here what does it say uh, it says featuring artwork by james jean and stuff with interior tax prep folder the printed disc book comes in a foil stamp slipcase with handwritten lettering throughout um folder contains forward by hero bureau reproductions of legal documents and receipts from the film uh every evelyn all at once booklet and fold out multiverse map I fucking want this shit. It looks great.
1: Okay. I, mean, I was going to say physical media stuff for next week, but
0: you know, guess what? That's fine. I may <laughs> have only picked physical. <laughs> I've <reasons>. doubled up. <laughs> <laughs> I went looking for some merch stuff, and I went. I don't want any of this. I'd, like, if I would just want collector's dishes. <laughs> I tried to find some answers, like. <laughs>
1: In the two hours, you said. Let's do the show. Uh, understandable. <laughs> All right. My number three is the Star Wars Chatterback Ahsoka toy. Oh, no. A Star Wars Chatterback Chopper toy. Uh, the description reads, The Star Wars Chatterback Chopper animatronic from Hasbro Star Wars collection brings a fan-favorite droid from a galaxy far, far away right into your home. The electronic toy features character design and weather deco inspired by the Ahsoka live-action series for Disney+. Plus. Unlock more than forty sounds and movement combinations by pressing the button on b- Chopper's body, posing his front arm, or by making sounds of your own. Watch as he really responds with different sound effects and movements with his arms, body, and head. Animatronic droids make great Christmas. Nope, that's not necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a little it's a little Chopper toy with, you can move around and do the little bits, and you know he
0: swears and stuff. Love that. Love that. Tell them to number number two. two is the Criterion Collection. Release of Gilmero del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> Has this fantastic artwork on the front. It looks scary as fuck. The
1: only way you can buy it in physical menu, yeah. Right?
0: It is. It's true. Um, and as it says here, it contains 4K Digital Master, supervised by directors Gilmero del Toro and Mark Gustafson with Dolby Atmos soundtrack. Director approved 4K HD. Um, so that plus it has some stuff special features here that I would love to watch there's one called Hand Carved Cinema a new documentary featuring Del Toro Gustafsson cast and crew including the film's puppet creators, production designs, animation supervisor and another one directing Stop Motion a new program featuring Del Toro and Gustafsson about um, stop motion Um, and a bunch of other shit as well but um, A, it looks beautiful, B, I'd love to watch it with this uh, director approved mask of everything Uh, and C uh, those special features sound great
1: very good very good uh my number two is a richmond fc kit from the tv series ted lasso
0: sorry for a second there i was zoned down, and all i had was put fc and i was like are you picking like football jersey stuff i thought this was a movie show never mind yep
1: but yeah give me one of the shirts from ted lasso
0: yeah
1: i think that would be a nice gift uh, even just one of the polos or the 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 sweater vest thing that he wears, the sweater with the logo, that'd be cool. But yeah, that's a, a I think it would make a nice gift. Uh, now that we know the show's good in its completion, for most people.
0: So what's your number one? Number one is the Odd Boy Collector's Edition from Umbrella Entertainment, uh, which contains Blu-ray, VHS, poster, and lobby cards. Uh, it's sold out, but. Uh, If you can get a copy for me from somewhere, uh, that would be great. (laughs) That's good. Uh,
1: My number one is the Lego Walt Disney tribute camera. So uh, it's uh, like a Lego version of a movie camera, uh, but like it's Disney themes. You get like a little Disney uh set on top of that that but it's like in celebration of the 100th anniversary of disney uh full working camera you can like open it up and that kind of stuff and there's like a film roll of like different disney scenes uh and that kind of stuff uh like yeah it looks really cool uh 811 pieces 18 plus so yeah that looks really cool it'd be a nice collector's item that would gather a bunch of dust in the room but yeah be cool to put together and have.
0: Dylan, this week, what do you want to watch? This week I'd like to watch Oompa Loompa WD, Willy Wonka. Will you watch me? And I can't pick Doctor Who for TV show anymore. Uh, But that's right. I've got Yu Yu Hakusho coming to Netflix.
1: The live action anime series. Awesome. Uh, This week, I want to watch Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget releasing on netflix this week very keen
0: that will be my run to see up them I chickens
1: think. breaking back in uh and then i also want to watch carol enter the end of the world uh which is an animated series about a woman uh having like a existential crisis at the end of the uh, the apocalypse but she can't kind of embrace the the chaos that everybody else is going through oh, your favorite like, genre uh No, like, everybody else is, like, freaking out and, like, doing all these things because they've only got, like, nine months left to live before a giant, like, massive planet-sized comet hits the Earth. So she just starts doing an accountant job to deal with the the stuff. So, yeah, that looks really cool. It's got an interesting art style. I know it's it's not very pretty looking, I guess, Um, but (laughs) it looks interesting. So yeah, that's my pick for this week. Let us know what you want to watch this week uh, and what merchandise, or I guess physical media, you would <laughs> like to get this Christmas uh, by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here, at you want to watch, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser, leave five stars, anyone leave five stars, or just tell people about the show. And if you've enjoyed this episode, for us with a dollar, head on over to our copy page at explosion.com Slash support. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, keep watching stuff, I guess.